This microphone is so good that if you get close to it, it can pick up your thoughts. And where are my thoughts today? Well, they're on something that is often neglected by most philosophies and often neglected within even Vedanta because there are so many other fascinating aspects of it. In fact, it is so fascinating that if you're like me, then sometimes you'll just get in a rabbit hole and just wanting to consume more and more and more. But the Upanishads actually articulate this when they explicitly say that to be attached to the material world is great darkness, but attachment to the spiritual world is even greater darkness. So little sidebar to say, if you feel like you're getting attached to these fascinating exotic concepts that you're not hearing anywhere else in, in your life, well, know that that can be a great attachment, a great darkness, even greater than pursuing wealth because these are, these deal with the permanent. Far more fascinating when you get into a uh, groove with them than, I don't know, likes on social media. Again, slight sidebar to be uh, careful with the attachment to the intellectual side, the scholastic side of this philosophy. We're not called to be scholars. We are guided by the masters to become philosophers, to become wise, to become lovers of wisdom, to cultivate that wisdom, not to know every verse and the Bhagavad Gita or the, the gospels and spout it off. In fact, memorization of ethical principles, this has been shown in research, has no bearing on ethical behavior. Uh, when studied uh, and correlated. So you can know all the ethical principles and still be quite unethical. All right, enough of the sidebar to the episode and daily reflection for today. It is on the body. One of the previous reflections, we talked about the conference of the head and the heart, the mind and the intellect. Within Vedanta, you have body, mind, and intellect. These three equipments to help navigate life and navigate the world. So much of the philosophy is on developing, rightfully so, developing the intellect, the most nascent of our equipments, and the one that if you don't develop a powerful mind or a powerful body without that intellect, without that adult in the room, can do not just quite a bit of damage, can destroy worlds, yours, your kids, your friends, your spouses. And there's the proper emphasis in that episode on needing to understand what you feel. The, the mind is what we feel. It's our likes, dislikes, our preferences, our emotions. The intellect is our capacity to discern, to guide the mind and the body, to decide. It's our ability to reason. What is the right thing to do here in this circumstance? That intellect does get the proper emphasis because that is the thing that, well, all the rest uh, is either going to compound positively or compound negatively from. But the mind, that uh, the emotions, feelings are extremely important as well. And there can be an overemphasis on the intellect over, uh, say, the mind and our feelings and emotions um, within this discipline. 
So that episode is to call out the importance of feeling to understand. You can't just scholastic. That is the definition of scholasticism, of reciting verses frontwards and backwards, but not knowing what they truly are, not truly understanding them because you don't feel them. Love cannot be just a concept that you think about. There must be a feeling to it. You can't just say, I identify with another, therefore I love them. You must feel that identification. Similarly, there can be an overemphasis on the mind and the intellect in that conference of the, the mind and the intellect, the conference of the head and the heart, to use kind of a Western language. You should not repress or ignore your feelings. Similarly, we should never ignore our body. It is explicitly called out in the Upanishads to keep your body tone firm, to keep your limbs firm, because if you do not keep them firm, and this is what I love so much about this philosophy because it talks about the body. Swamiji will often talk about the fact that he's had the same waistline for 60 years. And, and he's like, yeah, young people don't care about that. But older people, they'll find that fascinating. They actually will find that as a, as a hallmark of someone that has their life put together to have that same waistline for 60, 70 years. It's, uh, it's funny how much he will put on uh, emphasis. He'll put in that in, in any bios, you know, in an interview or if he's giving some, some large talk, they'll mention that. And that emphasis on keeping the body firm. It's not a vanity thing. It's a practicality thing. In fact, Socrates, Socrates famously said, it's a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and the strength of which his body is capable. It is a shame to grow old and not see our physical capacities, what the body is capable of, not just for whatever you're pursuing, but the usefulness within your community and all the way down to when you neglect your body. And I've done this in my 20s. I neglected my body, I played basketball growing up, and then neglected it, neglected it almost completely in my 20s as I thought I was maniacally focused on success in my last business that I was building, which ended up being just a complete wreck of my life and the company itself, seven days a week, 12, day, 12 hours a day, quote unquote, doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing to give it the best chance of success. Neglecting my body gave me terrible back pain that was so distracting in every email, every meeting, every interview, every interaction that I had with someone, I was so distracted because of this neglect of the foundation of how we navigate the world, our bodies. The Upanishads are very clear. To develop a tone and firm body so that you can actually navigate the rest of your life properly. So that it's not a distraction with all of the higher ideals you might be pursuing, it doesn't get in the way because this is a double-edged sword to neglect the body. Not only do we not see, as Socrates put it, the beauty and strength of what the body is capable of when we neglect it, but it also becomes a massive distraction, barrier to any mundane or profound goal that you might have. It is true we are not our bodies. Vedanta is very clear that you are not your body, you are not your mind, you are not your intellect in the absolute sense. But in the relative sense, your vehicle, 
can either accelerate you to where you want to go or it can be a massive hindrance. So one of the, my favorite things about Vedanta is the explicit call. Never got this growing up Catholic. I never, never heard this explicit call. I would hear things like uh, cleanliness, cleanliness is next to godliness, which I think is a Franklin term, uh, Benjamin Franklin term, or you'd hear things like your body's a temple, but just close your eyes and think about the cliche friar and what they look like versus a tone firm, capable body. Not just to protect against the downside and, and that distraction that we mentioned, but also to help you achieve on the upside that usefulness within your family, yourself, your community, and ultimately that usefulness is a foundation to navigate life and navigate towards your higher ideals. That's today's reflection on the daily Vedantic. We'll see you next time.